Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May 7th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Folds with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our litigation report. A WCAB panel decision limited the authority of workers' compensation judge to develop the medical record. Here's what happened in the case of Jesus Hernandez versus Warner Brothers. Hernandez had filed five claims for injury which were consolidated and tried in 2009. A finding in order found injury to his back and bilateral extremities, but that there was insufficient evidence to determine if there was an injury to his psyche and internal systems. Thus, the work comp judge ordered that the medical record be developed pursuant to Labor Code Sections 5701 and 5906. The judge noted that applicant failed to provide an accurate history, and both applicant and defendant failed to obtain final reports with respect to some disputed body parts, and some doctors did not receive all of the medical records. She concluded that since neither side had brought forth substantial evidence, development of the medical record was appropriate. The defendant filed a petition for reconsideration in 2009, and the WCAB upheld the order to further develop the record. The party subsequently obtained six medical reports as ordered. At the October 2011 trial, the judge issued an order appointing a regular physician pursuant to Labor Code Section 5701 to report in the case without receiving the new reports into evidence, or allowing the testimony of the applicant. The defendant then filed a petition for removal. The WCAB granted removal and rescinded the order appointing a regular physician. The panel noted that before directing augmentation of the medical record, the work comp judge or the board must establish as a threshold matter that specific medical opinions are deficient, inaccurate, inconsistent, or incomplete. This determination should be made after, rather than before, a trial or submission of the case for decision. The work comp judge, by not formally receiving the six new reports into evidence and not proceeding with any testimony and submission of the case for decision, was premature in issuing an order to develop the record. A new panel decision limits the jurisdiction of the WCAB in NFL cases for out-of-state players. There are thousands of claims filed by out-of-state NFL players in California based upon having played as little as one game here. Some of these players did not play any games here, but assert California jurisdiction alleging that they entered into a contract of hire here in California. In such cases, players argue that because they have a California agent who is also required to sign the contract, the contract of employment was entered into here in California. And there is therefore jurisdiction over any injury that occurs over the life of the contract no matter where it happens. However, in the case of DeMar Marte Jenkins versus Arizona Cardinals, the work comp judge determined that the WCAB does not have jurisdiction over the workers' compensation claim he has against the Arizona Rattlers despite the fact that his California agent signed the contract. His California agent was authorized to negotiate football player contracts for Jenkins. Jenkins believed he had no opportunity to reject the contract terms negotiated by his agent, 
and that the negotiations were finalized and that the contracts were done deals when he received them to sign. However, Jenkins had the ability to decline the contract negotiated by his agent if he did not want the job. Based upon these facts, the WCB panel affirmed the finding of no jurisdiction. The opinion reasoned that where an employee has a right to entirely reject a written contract and does not unequivocally accept the contract until signing it outside of California, then the contract of hire is not made here. A former NFL linebacker sued his Missouri attorney for allegedly botching his comp case. Former St. Louis Ram linebacker Jamie Duncan sued St. Louis attorney Mark L. Floyd and his law firm. Duncan claims Mark Floyd cost him $255,000 by advising him to sign a $1,000 settlement of his Missouri workers' compensation case, which included a waiver of any future medical benefits. Duncan then retained California applicant attorney Ron Mix to pursue claims for cumulative orthopedic and closed-head trauma. Ron Mix had negotiated a tentative settlement in 2011 wherein the St. Louis Rams would settle all pending workers' compensation claims for $300,000. However, before the settlement was concluded, the Rams informed attorney Ron Mix that Duncan had waived all future claims by virtue of the 2007 Missouri workers' compensation settlement and declined to offer any compensation to Duncan. Duncan eventually settled his California claim for $45,000 on the advice of attorney Mix, according to the complaint. Duncan claims Mark Floyd was negligent by failing to, failing to explore monetary benefits available under Missouri as opposed to California law. Failing to file Duncan's claim in California where the benefits are greater and also failing to assess all of Duncan's potential claims and for advising Duncan to waive his future rights without obtaining a medical evaluation to determine the value of his future claims. And now our fraud report. A Tulare woman recently convicted of workers' compensation fraud could be sentenced to five years in prison in order to pay $150,000 in fines when she returns to court later this month. Christy Denise Motti was convicted on charges that she lied when she filed claims in 2007 and 2010. The guilty verdict against Motti came after a two-day trial. The district attorney's office says that the fraud is estimated at $11,000. Motti was an office technician at Corcoran's California Substance Abuse Treatment Program. She filed a workers' compensation claim alleging she suffered a wrist injury while processing inmates' mail. Motti received treatment for her injury but complained the pain was too much to return to work. When she was off from work, Motti enrolled at College of the Sequoias while working two days a week at Kawaya Delta Medical Center as a student nurse. Motti was caught on video loading heavy textbooks into her car, texting on her cell phone, taking out the trash and carrying heavy grocery bags. Motti filled out a questionnaire claiming it was impossible to write or type and described her pain as excruciating. Motti also completed nearly 200 up updates on her Facebook account during that time frame despite her hand injuries. A sentencing hearing is set for May 24th. 
As part of her sentencing, Mahdi will be required to pay restitution. Doctors, nurses, and social workers from across the country, 107 in all, were charged in what federal officials in Washington called a nationwide takedown of medical professionals accused of fraudulently billing Medicare out of nearly half a billion dollars. Officials say this was the largest single raid in the history of the Justice Department strike force. Arrests were made in seven major cities, including Los Angeles. In the Los Angeles area, eight people, including two doctors, were charged with fraudulently billing about $20 million for services never provided. Bolademi, a DOLA owner of the healthcare equipment provider Lete Medical Services in Gardena, was charged with billing Medicare for power wheelchairs that were never purchased. Great Care Home Health in Los Angeles allegedly paid kickbacks to recruiters to find patients who were perfectly fine and then had doctors knowingly write phony prescriptions for them. Dr. Augustus Ohemig and Dr. George Terriak, who treated patients at the Pacific Clinic in Long Beach, were among four individuals who allegedly falsely billed for feeding tubes for patients who did not need them. Arrests were also made in Miami, Tampa, Houston, Baton Rouge, Detroit, and Chicago. The San Bernardino County District Attorney's Office Workers' Compensation Fraud Unit began looking into allegations of insurance premium fraud initially reported by the State Compensation Insurance Fund in May 2011. Investigators believed that GLR companies had been underreporting and misclassifying employee information and payroll. District attorney investigators served multiple search warrants in an effort to obtain evidence of the alleged fraud. The investigation resulted in a criminal complaint filed against Gary Renshaw, Tammy Renshaw, and Brittany Renshaw, all of Ukaipa. All have been charged with 11 felony counts of insurance code violations. Investigators also uncovered other crimes committed by more family members. Andrew Renshaw of Lake Forest, Brittany Renshaw, and Ann Denos of Calmesa have been charged with grand theft and conspiracy. If convicted on all counts, Gary and Tammy Renshaw face 15 years and four months in state prison. Brittany Renshaw faces 18 years in state prison. And Denos and Andrew Renshaw face five years and four months in prison. Deputy District Attorney Scott Bird will prosecute this case. An amusement park owner charged with workers' compensation fraud and tax evasion entered into a plea agreement with District Attorney's Office. Investigators from the San Bernardino County District Attorney's Office Workers' Compensation Fraud Unit served a search warrant on various properties owned and or controlled by Thomas Cherie Davis, both Thomas and Cherie Davis, both of Fontana. The couple are owners of Davis Enterprises, a carnival and amusement park business. Investigators claim that the Davises illegally operated at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in San Diego County and other carnivals in Los Angeles and San Bernardino counties. The district attorney alleges that the company underreported payroll in order to reduce premiums owed to the state compensation insurance fund. The couple also failed to pay payroll taxes. According to the plea agreement, 
Davis agreed to pay over $195,900 to the state fund and over $18,000 to the Employment Development Department. In exchange for her pleas, the charges against her husband were dropped. A new Government Accountability Office report says that the Federal Workers' Compensation Program wastes millions of taxpayer dollars. Managing workers' compensation benefits remains a challenge for federal agencies. The 1916 Federal Workers' Compensation Law has not been amended in 38 years, and management and oversight problems have continued to hamper the program's implementation and make it vulnerable to waste and abuse. The report says that oversight difficulties continue, such as verifying beneficiaries' program eligibility, managing payments while balancing timeliness and accuracy, and communicating with employing departments and agencies is a continuing problem. Agencies often lack policies and procedures to manage the program properly, or did if they had such policies that if they had such policies, they did not follow them. The GAO warned that deficiencies could lead to fraud and abuse. And in regulatory news, the DIR has launched the Small Business Portal to better help California's small business owners ensure that they are in compliance with and up-to-date on current regulations and laws. DIR Director Christine Baker says that small businesses are vital to our economy and it is important to ensure that they have all the tools necessary to be successful. The DIR wants to increase business owners' access to information they need to run their businesses efficiently. This portal provides greater service to the public and increases access to DIR services. This portal provides essential information pertaining to starting a business, including registering a business name, obtaining an employer identification number, and registering for state and local taxes. Also included is important information on hiring and administering employees, as well as ensuring that a workplace is in proper compliance with safety regulations. The web portal offers access to Cal OSHA's free consultation services. Officials say this resource is vital since new small businesses are typically unable to hire consultants. The DWC needs to ensure new business owners and established small businesses have the resources they need to thrive and be competitive in our current economy. The Senate Rules Committee voted unanimously to confirm the appointment of Christine Baker as the director of the Department of Industrial Relations. Rosa Moran also received unanimous confirmation as the Administrative Director of the Division of Workers' Compensation. Affirmative votes by the Senate Rules Committee allows the confirmations to move to the floor of the Senate for a full vote. Christine Baker was appointed as Director by Governor Brown after serving as Acting Director and Chief Deputy. The Baker also served as the executive director of the Commission on Health and Safety and Workers' Compensation from 1994 until April 2011. Rosa Moran was appointed as administrative director of the DWC also by Governor Brown. Moran is a former workers' compensation attorney who gained over 15 years' experience handling workers' comp cases. 
She then became a DWC Administrative Law Judge in the Oakland District Office in 2005. Moran is active in lecturing at attorney conferences and risk management seminars. She is also a Judge Liaison Member of the Bay Area Bench and Bar Association and is the author of many seminal decisions in the workers' compensation arena. And with that, that's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, for past editions of our news, and for much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, your iPad, or iPod by searching for the WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Please drop by again next week for more news.